My name is Irina Shehovtsov, the creator of Single Parent Success Stories podcast, designed to inspire single parents out there who are struggling by sharing stories of past and present single parents who have been struggling in the past but are now successful. single parent success interviews and today I have the pleasure of welcoming Karina Broly who I have met through High Performance Mastermind and Karina is from Alberta, Canada. She is a geophysicist by trade and has worked in Calgary, Alberta in oil and gas industry for nearly 25 years. She's also now a certified high-performance coach, CHPC. And she's launching this as a new career this year, actually. She is a single parent of two beautiful daughters. I'm going to let Karina uh, tell us more about herself, but please welcome Karina Broly from Alberta, Canada, a successful entrepreneur and a single mom of two kids. Welcome, Karina. Thank you, Irina. Thank you so much. What I would say about myself is I've had many successes um, through my career, 35 years of oil and gas and geophysics, um, and you know, created success and wealth, um, a beautiful life. And my one crowning achievement out of everything is really, really is having raised two amazing daughters who are now adults. And I, I wasn't a perfect parent, but I, I did my very best. And I'm proud of, you know, having changed the cycle of how kids are parented in my family. I broke the cycle. And, um, and I have two really fine daughters to show for it. Thank you. Thank you, Karina. So, um, did you become a single parent by choice or by accident? What were your struggles and the things that you overcame? The things you wish you knew at a time when you were struggling? If you mm. could talk a little bit about your past and present experiences and any current projects that you are working on. Sure, sure, I will. Um, so becoming a single parent came through divorce, as most of us have that story. Um, heart, my heart goes out to people who came upon it suddenly through death. That would be a horrible thing to experience. Um, so my, my experience was somewhat by choice, although, you know, when a marriage ends, it's not just my choice, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was ready. I was ready to embrace this new phase of my life um and yeah i think um i had some struggles with my the father of my girls during the marriage in raising our girls our first daughter was the role model daughter she was perfect at everything she was a ballerina she got everything done on time and you know got 90s at school and still managed to miss a quarter of the school day every year or every day and, um, and, and go to ballet school. And she, so she just had that aptitude. And mm -hmm. our second daughter, she had a lot to keep up to. 
And um, my former husband and their dad, he struggled with, with her and, and they had a fair amount of conflict, which was really hard for me to witness, really hard for me to, to deal with. And um, I did my very best. And what I'd say to all parents is do your best in, in supporting the other people in your family to resolve conflict. Um, and what I did was I would, I would rarely, if ever, you know, speak to him about it in front of the kids. I would make sure I waited till later, although I wasn't perfect at that. But it's really good to, you know, to do your best to have that conversation outside of the room of the conflict with your spouse after the fact. Um, talk about how it could have gone better. Um, so my daughter, my second daughter, she, she ended up struggling a lot um, with, with some of this conflict with her dad. And what I did when she became an adult, I, I really strongly encouraged her and her dad to, to go and get some counseling together and to work it out. I know, I mean, I was really conscious that I wasn't the one to be in the middle of it. I wasn't the one to counsel them or guide them. That wasn't my job. And to really encourage them to get some outside help. And I really believe that's helped them. So just to, I think um, it's hard to go through a divorce, but I think as co-parents, we have to take a stand for our children to have a healthy relationship with our co-parent. No matter how upset we might be with that person, mm -hmm. um, no matter what went wrong in, in that relationship to help everything go right in the relationship with the parent and the child. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, what was the other part? Oh, the struggles. Um, there's one thing that I wish I'd done more of in, inside of struggle, which was to ask more questions. You know, to ask questions before you say something, before you assume something, to, uh, to get really curious about that person, whether it's your spouse or one of your children, and just really get curious and show an interest in their perspective. Um, and I think through asking really great questions to the people we love, um, even if there's conflict, I think you can find a lot of common ground and understanding and it, it might fast track, you know, the calming down of, of the crisis or the problem. Yeah. Right. Were there any issues like uh, this clarity in order to, like, did you have any problem like figuring out what to do next or you kind of knew what's what was going on and which step to take further because for myself i lacked clarity when because uh, i'm also a single parent and for mm -hmm. me it was difficult to figure out what to do next so did, did mm -hmm. you did you have the same kind of uh, situation um i would say sometimes for sure um as a parent you nobody gave us a manual and, and there's no coach or trainer um, and yeah, for sure there were moments where I didn't know what to do next, um, particularly, particularly when my children, especially my youngest daughter, um, are having conflict with somebody else and like, like for example, their dad, um, feeling a little bit bewildered as to how, how it even happened in the first place. What the heck is going on? Why is this happening? And feeling stuck, not knowing how to help the situation. 
and bring that bring harmony back to the family so for sure yeah uh, and just um, I think to if, if there was a struggle at school again it's just like sometimes it's really hard because you don't know what happened and you, you don't you don't have the inside window window into what's going on with their lives once we give our children up to the school system at about the age seven we're we're basically giving giving them up to a third parent really um we relinquish some of our rights as a parent somebody else is guiding our children and you don't always know if the conflict was the teacher failing that day or the other student um, that they're having a conflict with so um th those those times where where you know when it has it's outside of my realm um there's there's no room for me to take responsibility or have really have an intimate idea of what's happened so then it's challenging yeah and then then again i go back to asking the right questions and really learning how to ask great questions to the people you love mm -hmm. thank you thank you so if you had a ch chance to go back in time, would you do anything differently with how everything played out, about your situation? I think I would. You know, I feel proud of how I parented and of course I still have a few regrets. One of which is I would have slowed down the mornings. Um, I was career girl, right? Corporate Calgary, oil and gas. And so mornings were crazy. And oftentimes that was when the conflict between my youngest and her dad would happen because she was a slow poke in the morning and he would get frustrated. And, uh, and I, I was also slow poke in the morning, uh, been that way all my life. So the poor, poor girl, she got that after me. And, and so I think I would have made a more intentional effort to maybe I get up a half an hour earlier before the family and just really make a better context for mornings in getting us all out the door so it's not so crazy and uh, ripe for, for conflict um, and set, the, set a role model for that to my girls. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then the other thing, like I've already spoken about it, ask more questions about how they're feeling, like really, like I, I did ask a lot of questions, but now I have so many more questions I think I could have asked, right? So I say to all parents, single or not, single parents especially though, right? Make a list, you know, make, make it a practice weekly, maybe even daily of all these questions, maybe even questions you wouldn't dare ask your child um, and, and get curious and, and ask great questions. Um, and just slow time down if you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to share is something that I just came up with. I just kind of came up with it uh, for parenting teenagers, especially. Um, and and I, I, I tell a lot of parents this when I advise my friends and other parents to do your best to get out of their way. Because by the time they're, they get into their teens, they're mostly formed in a lot of ways. I mean, sure, they've got a lot of growing and learning to do, and their personality is still developing, their, their character is still developing, but a lot of who they are has, has you know, been formed. 
And so give them a lot of freedom, get out of their way. So in terms of when they're teenagers and they want to go out with their friends, I, what I did was I said, you will never have a curfew as long as I know, edgy I know, as long as I know your four W's and your, y, your H. So your W's are who, where, what, when, and then the how. So who are you out with? Where are you going? What are you doing? When are you going out? When you be home? And how are you getting home? Mm-hmm. And that really worked for me and my girls. They, they, they really responded to that so positively. And, and the odd time where that wasn't delivered, where I'd find I'd get home from work and somebody's gone out and has not communicated the four W's and the H to me, mm-hmm. then, then there's a consequence. That's when there's a consequence. And it's like, well, sorry, now you don't, number one, you're going to miss the next going out. And I might start easy, like you miss one night going out. Um, And for the next few nights, pick a number, depending on the parenting style, you're going to, you're going to have a curfew now until you can prove to me that you can be that responsible. Because with, when we raise our children, we want to be the voice in their heads, but we want really what we want is for them to have their own voice in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. That they are self-disciplined. And the only way we can do that is to give them a little bit of room mm-hmm. to, to explore that. So, so that I, I, I say release control, unless you have a really challenging child, then of course that there's, there's other things to apply there. But yeah, I say release control within reason, with wisdom. Uh, I, it's still uh, up ahead for me. My daughter is 11. She just turned 11 over this weekend. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. You're not quite there then, right? But I already see the behavior and uh, yeah, the expectation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then 11-year-olds, they're not quite there, but when they start to get into 12, 13, 14, kind of in that realm where you see kind of a resurgent of the people like to call the terrible twos. Right. I like, I like to call them the terrific twos, but um, you know, it's all about your mindset. And uh, yeah. you, when, when they start to question you all the time at that early preteen to early teen age, mm-hmm. it's, it's really just a sign of their minds are just developing like crazy. And mom and dad just don't really know that much anymore. And, and, mm-hmm instead of taking it personally i just say to all parents embrace it laugh enjoy revel in it and uh have a great conversation with your kid right amazing <laughs> thank you um yeah. if you could give uh, so is the way i understand it if you could if you give advice to present single parents who are overwhelmed right now um, mm-hmm. i guess what i hear you saying is uh, slow down your mornings and give room for your teenagers mm-hmm. to have a better relationship with them and uh, you know yeah. don't get in their way try to be um, as their friend mm-hmm. with a little oversight as a parent uh, giving a little bit of room with an idea for them to develop their own uh, thoughts in their head and the way how they should be thinking and instead of kind of i guess overcrowding and, that's right 
showing yeah. your, your will. Any, anything else, any other advice that you could share somebody who is struggling right now? I would say, um, you know, what I've been saying might sound like a lot of uh, lack of discipline, but I would say, uh, be firm, be, be, you know, tough love is okay. Um, but just choose your moments wisely. And if you really feel overwhelmed as a single parent, um, outside of the ideas we've already talked, then get some help. You know, if you're a single parent and you're working, even if you're not making huge money, you're, you can find a way to afford a little bit of help. You can, just by prioritizing that idea, I need a break, um, hire, hire somebody to come over and give you a night off or a morning off or Saturday morning off, whatever it needs to be. Um, and you know, make sure you get those breaks because single parents do have a lot of pressure and, you know, and, and the, the extra thing on single parents is a lot of us feel like we already failed because we didn't stay with our mate, with, with the parent of our children, co-parent. And, um, so we're already struggling with trying to feel like we're doing a good job and the best way to, to get to do a good job is to look after yourself too. So if you need some space, if you need some time off, take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, on my way to recovery, I had to take care of myself in order for me to be a better person, a better mom for my kids. And if I'm miserable and everybody else is miserable and yeah, sometimes you think like this is selfish that you know you take care of yourself you take time for yourself but it's not really selfish because you're thinking long term you're thinking of people who you interact with on a daily basis and the kind of person you show up and if you're a miserable wreck then uh, you know they're all gonna get the the worst part of it so it is important right. to, to yeah. go out and <laughs> look <laughs> take care of yourself that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, in our uh, closing, if people would like to find you, how would they contact you? Oh, um, probably Facebook is easiest. Um, they can reach out to me there. They can find me at Karina, K-A-R-E-N-A, -E Elizabeth. That's my middle name. That's how I am on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And search me there and send me a friend request. Maybe message me first so I know how you found me um, with a message. Just, hey, I saw you on Irina's um, video interview. Mm -hmm. and, and then, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to parents, um, single parents especially. Happy to. Happy to pay it forward, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you and you are an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for asking these great questions, you know, and, and creating a forum, forum for people to grow as single parents and have some support. It's a huge topic. And, you know, I think as parents, our job is to raise really solid human beings 
that's part of the thing we can do for this planet and for humanity. So, so I really commend you for this project. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, please share it with somebody who you think might benefit. Please leave me some suggestions um, for the topics you'd like to hear on this podcast. And thank you for listening. <laughs>